You are tuning into Trader Eric Explores. guess I'll start out by saying uh, a happy belated Thanksgiving and a happy belated Halloween. <laughs> I know it's it's been a few weeks, guys. Uh, it's, it's tough this time of year. September, October is crazy for me, kind of because I, I make it crazy. I try to visit as many things as I possibly can in those two months, you know, relating to Halloween. And then from now until Christmas, it's even crazier with the family. And uh, I work retail in the real world. So, man, it's tough to sit down and record a freaking episode. But today, what I'm going to try to do is catch you guys up, up until this point since the time I last recorded, which I believe was with Freaky Finn and uh, talking about Prometheus Esotericus. So, did quite a few things between then and now. And uh, going to wrap it all up for you and catch up and then hopefully uh, move forward from there. So uh, I, I did want to kind of bring up Halloween Horror Nights and sort of discuss that a little bit. And then, yeah, we took another trip up to Jacksonville, uh, went to SeaWorld Hall of Screams. So let's talk about that today and uh, kind of get you up to speed. So first off, I guess we will start with Halloween Horror Nights uh, 2023. So in my opinion, and again, like I can't even dedicate a whole episode and like, why I didn't dedicate an entire episode to recapping it. It was underwhelming to me this year. I uh, spent a lot of money to, to have an express pass to everything. Uh, and I was able to go, I think, five times, four or five times and was just underwhelmed with the event. So, you know, I was excited to come back and break down all the houses and the scare zones and all that. Like, I just, I don't have it in me because it just wasn't, uh, wasn't my favorite year. We'll, we'll leave it at that. So, uh, I will go back night one, you know, I mentioned opening night. Historically, I go every opening night uh, generally with, uh, my, my dad this year went with, uh, jungle J and opening night was, it, it was a freight, a favorite night, you know, overall I would say, uh, but the express pass situation, you know, I had the frequent fear with express pass and, uh, they hadn't quite figured that out. So the lines were, it was insane. I mean, I'm, this event is so freaking busy now. It's I, there's no way that I could go ever again without an express pass. <laughs> it's 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 crazy. Uh, night one was even with express hour long hour long lines, so that was a little disappointing. Uh, but night one we ended up drinking before we went in. It, it was raining a little bit. And uh, I, I can't stand waiting in the huge crowd that forms outside the front gates. It drives me crazy. 
Uh, even though that's, you know, I'm an annual pass holder, Jungle J is not, so it's not like we could, you know, there's an option to enter early as an annual pass holder and kind of stay in a holding area. I didn't do that this year. So we opted to stay outside in City Walk and drink until the event was open and everybody was already in. So we ended up at Margaritaville, and there, there's a bar outside on City Walk that we ordered a few, I think a couple drinks from. And before we went into Horror Nights, we're like, well, let's go check out the Dead Coconut Club. Even though we were severely disappointed with it last year, wanted to give it another shot. And we were already, you know, feeling pretty good with two drinks from, from Buffett. So Dead Coconut Club this year was probably my favorite thing out of everything at the event. They you know, had kind of like a sci-fi decor thing going on, like a 3D B-movie horror thing. But, and and the the drinks were actually, I mean, again, not not the best drinks, but the drinks this year, in my opinion, were better than last year. But uh, the the big thing, the big difference from last year, this year, that they had uh, dancing girls that were dressed up like uh, space women, and they had a couple of guys, you know, with space helmets playing, you know, a, guitars. So they, they came out above the bar. There's a stage, and they came out and uh, kind of did like a, how would I describe it, like a 50s style, 60s style, like, uh, what's one of the songs? That kind of stuff. Only they they steered the words into like space theme, uh, so we had another drink there, feeling pretty buzzed, and that blew us away. the the girl The girls were hot as hell, <laughs> at least in our uh, in our eyes at that time. Uh, so we we watched that whole show. We were upstairs at the time. There's two levels to the Dead Coconut Club, so uh, we went downstairs, got pictures with them. I'll see if I can dig up that picture to post. Uh, which actually got us in trouble later that night. Uh, we shared that picture with our wives and I guess didn't share the context of the picture, even though they were in like silver costumes. Uh, one of our wives was a little upset that we <laughs> took pictures with these women, but uh, it was all a good fun. They're, they're you know, actors at, at this place. So, But anyway, Dead Coconut Club was really cool. Like the decor, uh, I, I kind of... I wouldn't say I know, but I, I have met the, the people responsible for decorating that place and, uh, you know, top notch. So after Dead Coconut Club, we did end up getting into Horror Nights. And, uh, you know, even with Express, everything was our line, 45 minutes. It's like, well, what's going on? You spend $700 for this pass and you kind of expect to not have to wait at all, at least in years past, it definitely wasn't that bad. But over time through the season, you realize that they were trying to figure kind of figure things out night one for sure. And probably the second and third visit I had as well. By the end of October, seemed like they kind of got it under control. But uh, yeah, so again, I just wasn't, I, I guess it just wasn't my vibe this year I, I there wasn't a whole lot I was looking forward to I thought the icon would be cool you know sort of something new that they they used to do years ago and I, I just wasn't impressed with Dr. Oddfellow and most of the houses just weren't 
again, the level of detail was cool, but just not not the theming that I I enjoy. Uh, what ended up being my favorite, which I think I ranked pretty low on that initial you know speculation episode, was Blood Moon Dark Offering, and uh, that house was like again like a like an original idea house, but um, as you walk through, it was like a harvest festival, but there's there's kids killing adults they had a you know a a scene where you're you know you're walking through this this colonial town and then one of the centerpieces is like the uh the town square and when you're walking through town square there's there's kids running around the maypole with like intestines and then there was another room where there was dead bodies on tables kind of stuff like cornucopias with all different kinds of shit like that uh, all through, you can kind of look up and you can see the blood moon as you walk through the streets. And it was just, again, gory and uh, definitely wasn't expecting anything out of the house. Ended up being one of my favorites. The Exorcist house, Exorcist Believer or whatever, was also pretty cool. Uh, the movie did not live up to the house's uh, hype. <laughs> pretty disappointed in that movie, to be honest. But the house is pretty cool. Other than that, there was, again, just not some anything super memorable. Uh, the Dr. Oddfellow house was was decent, like circus freak show themed. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as scares, scare zones go, they may have been some of the worst I've, I've experienced. I, I like, I can appreciate Jungle of Doom only because I'm into this tiki shit, but uh, it just wasn't. I don't know. Again, maybe it's just the themes that didn't uh, appeal to me. The Last of Us. We had a buddy uh, that that was working in that house. We talked the other night at uh, Suffering Bastard, and he uh, he wasn't impressed this year either. So it wasn't just me. And again, like overall, I think the favorite thing that I experienced out of all the times I went uh, was that Dead Coconut Club. So maybe next. I'm sure they'll bring that back next year. Uh, and you know, I would highly recommend giving that a shot. Hopefully it lives up to those expectations next year as well. So yeah, Halloween Horror Nights, uh, I, I, the last day I went was actually the first of November. Like they ran it through, I think the second of November this year, just cause of the timing of Halloween. And you know, that was one of the slowest nights I've went. So I was able to walk in, try everything one more time. Uh, like I have a love-hate relationship with Halloween Horror Nights. You know, I, I will not ever miss a year. I'm super dedicated. Uh, I love it, but I'm very critical of everything that goes on there. <laughs> so uh, hopefully next year be a little bit better. So, but in saying that, uh, I think I mentioned that we were going to go to SeaWorld Hollow Scream this year, and. Uh, you know, the draw was it's like a fraction of the price of Halloween Horror Nights. And uh, initially we were going to take, you know, again, it was me and Jungle Jay and we were going to take our sons along with us because it's a little more mild of an event. Uh, so what ended up happening, it was my son bailed completely and his uh, biological son bailed completely. So he ended up bringing his stepson uh, so it was the two of us and his stepson, and that was it. <laughs> so it was a unique experience, to say the least. Uh, but again, like it was pretty cheap, all things considered. Uh, 
But again, like there's two separate hollow screams. You've got SeaWorld, you've got Bush Gardens. I've never been to the Bush Gardens one. I've had plenty of people say, you got to go. By the time I, I spend the money to go to Halloween Horror Nights, I generally can't afford to go to, to this event at Bush Gardens. I think, I'm not even sure if SeaWorld Bush Gardens is the same price, but SeaWorld seemed pretty cheap. I think it was like 40 bucks a head. And, uh, you know, our idea was, well, it can't be that busy to where you would need an express pass or anything. So we got to SeaWorld and like the first couple of hours were pretty awesome. Uh, it seemed dead enough to where, you know, we got in and uh, we hit up like, I can't even tell you how many houses there were, but there were, you know, we maybe did like four houses in succession with nobody in line, like one after the other after the other. And uh, all else. I mean, not all I'll say, but they, they are not working with the same budget as Halloween Horror Nights or many of the other Halloween haunted attractions that I've been to. Like, this is like mediocre level stuff at SeaWorld. Uh, I, I can appreciate what they're trying to do, but even walking through alone in these houses, like Jungle Jay's stepson's like, uh, 10 or 11 years old somewhere in that neighborhood he wasn't scared at all he was running around acting like a fool uh, and the again it's it just wasn't impressive and then halfway through the night like I think we ate dinner which was crazy expensive uh all of a sudden it got crazy busy so then it was like we didn't even get to do like one of the, I think the most popular house. It was supposed to be like really gory. I can't, you know, again, I'm not, I don't remember the name of it, but we couldn't even do that house. We should have went there first, but didn't realize. And then all of a sudden it was like an hour, two hour wait for a freaking house. So the redeeming factor in all of that was most of the rides were open. So you were able to do the roller coasters and they have some awesome ones at SeaWorld. Uh, able to do the roller coasters at night with no weight. That was almost worth that price of admission to, to go. Uh, you know, we got to do all of that pretty quickly in the night on top of the haunted houses. So that was worth it. Uh, the, the last thing that we did before we left, they have they had a show, you know, so... Universal has a show, you know, years ago it was Bill and Ted's Halloween thing. And then uh, most recently they've been doing like a, a nightmare fuel show with like fire and sexy dancers, dancers and stuff, which actually was at, pretty cool this year. I forgot to mention uh, I hadn't done it ever. So this is the first year I tried that at Halloween Horror Nights and I was pretty impressed. SeaWorld, they... It was like a Jack the Ripper show, but they were singing modern songs. But God bless these actors. It was awful and hysterical at the same time. I, we could not stop laughing at some of these songs that they were singing. At one point, they had dancers come out like skeletons, like what was seemingly a pretty serious show. All of a sudden, you have like glow in the dark guys dressed, you know, guys dressed in glow in the dark skeleton outfits dancing. And we could not contain ourselves to the point where I think the people sitting around us did not appreciate it. 
Like, what is... Even uh, Jungle Jay's stepson was like, what is this? Should we go? I'm like, well, it was like a train wreck. We didn't want to leave. <laughs> we were watching just to uh, see how bad it could get. So Hollis Scream was uh, not something I would recommend at SeaWorld. I, I don't know. You know, I, I anticipate SeaWorld becoming just rides like you you just see them evolving away from the the killer whales obviously the the dolphins like i i feel like they would be better off if they just did away with all that and opened up a bunch of new rides uh because like no one wants to see shamu or whatever anymore uh you know you sit and watch a dolphin show and after, after everything that people talk about over the last 10 years or whatever no one wants to watch that uh and for Hollow Scream, half the park is closed, so you can't even get to like the front entrance. They have a back entrance for Hollow Scream. So half the park, like where the dolphins are when you first enter, is closed off. You can't even go there. Uh, so would not recommend Hollow Scream. <laughs> Maybe if you, if you have a young kid and you're trying to uh, try something out for the first time, maybe against like 40 bucks. It's not terrible, but. Uh, it did not meet my expectations that night for sure. And a, a severe lack of drinks too. Like no, no, no bars like that would mix regular cocktails as, at least as far as what we found, it was like pre-mixed stuff that did not look appealing at all. So yep, that was, uh, that was SeaWorld hollow scream. So I think the funnest thing that we did all season was, uh, Jungle Jay, myself, and my dad, uh, Monkey Mike, <laughs> we took a trip back up to Jacksonville. So I had mentioned that uh, went to Jacksonville to check out Secret Tiki Temple with uh, my other buddy, Monsoon Mike. <laughs> so uh, the goal was to get Jungle Jay and my dad back up to Secret Tiki Temple to uh, check out that place and then also go to a haunted attraction that they have up there called 13th floor uh, that I had heard about the last few years. Uh, see, see what was up with that. So we took a trip up to Jacksonville side note. Uh, we stopped at Bucky's along the way. There's a few of them leading up from where we're at up to uh, Jacksonville. I'm a huge fan of Bucky's. <laughs> so kind of ongoing joke. Cause I think everybody else that I ever traveled with, hates going in that place but uh for some reason i i love it but uh, yeah so stopped at bucky's and uh, made our way to the secret tiki temple again and uh this go around again it was close to halloween so i uh, knew they had uh, a halloween kind of event going on it was like freaky tiki weekend or something like that so they had some specific halloween drinks that uh once I got there, read that menu. I didn't try any of them. I think Jungle J tried a couple of those drinks, but uh, didn't didn't really appeal to me. But yeah, so Secret Tiki Temple. I didn't have the best first experience with that place. Uh, it was a weird night, maybe an off night for them uh, from the restaurant side. Somebody kind of cussing and complaining about service to... Uh, getting in and the folks are sitting next to had a bug in their drink, like just weird shit that generally probably doesn't happen. <laughs> so this go around was absolutely fucking awesome. 
We had a fantastic time. Uh, it was right up uh, Monkey Mike's alley, my dad's alley. Uh, Jungle Jay loved it. We ate there this time, which we didn't do last time. And uh, I think we all ordered the same thing. It was like a teriyaki spam can, uh, like rice and spam. Phenomenal. And uh, every drink th this time around, the drinks were way, way better. Uh, I had I had another zombie. I had a jet pilot, which is very similar to a zombie, honestly. And I think I had a Mai Tai, but... Uh, Again, every drink was on point, and the food was awesome. And then here comes Secret Tiki Tommy <laughs> to uh, talk to us at the table. Ironic, I forgot to mention. As soon as we walked into the place, like they have uh, the lobby area where you wait to be let in, and they give you the spiel about the bar, uh, Tommy was standing right at the front desk when we walked in and as soon as i walked in trader eric you're back <laughs> so my dad was like what the hell <laughs> i told him that we had a conversation but he remembered my name which was kind of cool you know i geek out for that kind of shit uh so once we sat down ordered our drinks had our food he actually came into the bar went around to you know table to table just having conversations and we had a really awesome conversation. So that that just escalates the entire thing for, for me, my dad. Uh, we discussed, you know, he has a relative that was one of the head chefs at the Mai Kai uh, down in Fort Lauderdale. And just cool stuff. So uh, I, I will re retract my previous Tiki score for Secret Tiki Temple. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think I gave it a 3.9 last time. One out of five. And 3.9 is respectable. But I'm going to bounce them up to uh, like a 4.3 now based on that experience. Way better than the first. Uh, I still don't think their drinks are quite at the level of Suffering Bastard, Permanent Vacation, uh, those other places that I've raided, but took it up a couple notches, and that's how this works, guys. If I wanna, if I wanna move something up a couple notches or down a couple notches, I can do that. It's my freaking podcast, so uh, four point three is my new score for Secret Tiki Temple. And uh, yeah, like at the end, we got out of the bar, and he, uh, Tommy, was standing outside once again, and we were able to, you know, thank him for everything and. You know, he made the comment, I, I said, I'm kind of like building a tiki bar of my own. And I think he probably misunderstood that this is just a home bar and not like an actual bar. He's like, oh, I, I'll come and visit. <laughs> like, well, sure, you can come and visit. That's perfectly fine with me. But uh, yeah, it'll just be in my house with screaming kids and barking dogs. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Secret tiki, tiki Temple did not disappoint that go around. Uh, and we'll definitely head back up there and go again Uh very much uh, enjoyed that experience. So that same night after that, we went to 13th floor, uh, the haunted house in Jacksonville. And, you know, again, the last couple of years we did netherworld in Atlanta or outside of Atlanta, uh, me and jungle J uh, and just couldn't make that trip this year. It's a hell of a hike and trying to find time between the two of us to do something like that. 
generally pisses off the wives and it's just not worth it. So a trip to Jacksonville was much more achievable, a lot less time invested. And 13th floor wasn't bad. Uh, again, probably around the same price as Netherworld, like 30-ish bucks. Uh, the house is probably like 20, 25 minutes to walk through. And, uh, you know, it's it's not quite the level of Halloween Horror Nights, not quite the level of Netherworld, but way better than SeaWorld Hollow Scream, I'll tell you that. Uh, different themes as you walk through. So one of the weird things that uh, when, when I decided to do this with them was uh, I think they advertised three different three different houses, or so I thought, maybe four. But what it really is is you're just walking through one huge house and the theme changes you know, three or four times as you walk through it. So, you know, then, you know, as you enter another scene, not like it's telling you it's happening, but like towards the end, the one that sticks out, one of the last rooms or uh, areas is like uh, sunken ship, haunted ship type stuff. So, uh, but it was a pretty hard transition from like zombies into that. <laughs> so I was expecting like, oh crap, they, for 30 bucks, you get to do four, three or four different things. Not quite like that. But again, for that, that money and you're walking through for 20, 25 minutes, you know, versus a Halloween Horror Nights, that's like five minutes or less. Uh, it was pretty freaking cool. I would definitely try that again. That may become our annual thing. Uh, my dad was able to join us, so he had a kick out of that. He hadn't had a chance to experience either Halloween Horror Nights uh, this year or Netherworld at all. So he was pretty impressed with it. And then just... Recently, they announced that they're doing like a Christmas layover, or uh, they're doing a Christmas makeover of like Krampus. Uh, so I don't think we're gonna get back up for the, for that, but it's cool that they, you know, they reopen it from time to time. I guess the the main main opening is through Halloween, but I know they do like a, a Valentine's Day thing as well. They do a Christmas thing. So yeah, it was that was pretty cool. I have to admit. Uh, well worth the trip up there, you know, to do both Secret Tiki Temple and the 13th floor. So uh, what else did we do for Halloween? Uh, we, just me and my wife ended up going one night to downtown Winter Garden, which is one of our favorite places, not just for uh, Crooked Can Brewery and uh, Plant Street Market, which is, if you haven't been, if not even if you're into beer, but if you are especially, that's my favorite brewery hands down ever. Uh, their beer is my favorite beer, and that layout that they have there is the coolest I've seen. The brewery is connected to like an indoor market, so you have multiple restaurants. Uh, you have like a meat market in there, like a butcher shop. It, it's crazy. I don't know if I'll ever dedicate an entire episode to that because it's definitely not tiki, but if you're in Winter Garden or near Winter Garden, you have to go to Cricket Can. If you don't know about it, like, how could you? <laughs> it's, it's amazing. So that's connected to downtown, like, historic Winter Garden. And uh, that area has a ton of other restaurants to choose from, as well as, you know, little boutique shops and stuff. My wife really gets a kick out of Winter Garden. I prefer Sanford, personally. But uh, I, I enjoy Winter Garden just as much. So that night, it was maybe a day or so before Halloween. They were advertising, like, a, I think a couple weeks leading up to Halloween, they were doing sort of a Halloween event downtown to where they had uh, street performers and, 
you know, projections on City Hall, like a Halloween show, trick-or-treating. And the idea was to take the kids. It's like the kids didn't want to go. So it just ended up being me and my wife. And we ate dinner at a place called Hangry Bison, which was uh, really good. And again, just was able to kind of stroll around downtown Winter Garden, which is awesome uh, as it is. And the uh, the projection show on City Hall, you know, they they have uh, different Halloween themes projected once the sun sets. So that was cool. You know, one scene is like bugs, tarantulas and stuff crawling on City Hall. And then it's, you know, uh, bats flying around. And so we got a kick out of that. Uh, didn't spend a whole lot of time, but, you know, walked up and down. A lot of the shops close early. You know, they weren't open for it. So the shops that we like to go to closed by five o'clock anyways. So yeah, that was, uh, you know, again, a night or two before Halloween, then Halloween hit, we did the, the trick or treating thing here in our neighborhood. Uh, it's, it just seems different now, you know, after COVID, uh, our neighborhood, when we first moved in was super busy with kids. And now it's like, pretty much dead there's newer subdivisions within our neighborhood so we end up going to the newer part of this uh neck of the woods and that's where most of the trick-or-treating is happening but we we didn't even really pass out candy this year because we were out at that other neighborhood trick-or-treating i didn't even decorate outside you guys saw like i spend my time decorating the bar now so uh, ironically today i was outside uh, putting up Christmas lights, but uh, didn't really do anything for uh, Halloween this year outside at all. So, uh, but there, there's very few. T- Again, it's like, what's the point if there's no trick or treaters and there's not a whole lot of people coming to see what you're doing? I don't know. So afterwards, uh, Jungle Jay and his wife, I, they came over. We mixed some cocktails, played a played a game, like card game or something. Uh, so that was Halloween. You know, not not super eventful, but. Uh, the day after, you know, I ended up going back to Halloween Horror Nights just to get one last fill of that. So then you move on to, you know, Thanksgiving and uh, that just passed, you know, as I'm recording this, it's it's Sunday after. So, you know, leading up to that again, I work retail, so it's it's I wouldn't say it's chaotic anymore. Black Friday is not as big of a thing as it was, but there's still stress that comes with getting stuff set up and making sure the team is happy and all that so that's been my life the last you know month or so so we're past thanksgiving uh past black friday uh i I shared some pictures i did decorate for christmas in the bar so you know if you haven't seen them check that out uh you know last time we spoke you know i i I, uh, i'm couple times ago anyways I had uh, added the tentacles above the bar uh, so got Christmas lights up and changed the lighting in here and actually had uh, monkey Mike and his wife I you know my my stepmom and a couple of his friends come over last night and mix some cocktails in here which I haven't had a chance to really do in a while so I love it uh, so, you know, I've got uh, my own menu for the last Raitiki bar, so it's cool. Had a couple things to eat, and I love mixing drinks and uh, just showing off, you know, what I have going on in here. So, yeah, so now it's like the, the, the marathon to Christmas. Uh, we got a Chicago trip planned here like the week before. 
Uh, that is definitely going to involve a trip to three dots and a dash up there. So again, my hope was to get either Jungle J or Monkey Mike on the podcast to talk about Jacksonville. So uh, we are going with Jungle J and his wife to Chicago. So maybe I can lock in a session with uh, Jay to uh, talk about three dots and a dash and the Chicago experience. So, yeah, so it's like that, which is not that far away. And then you lead into Christmas. So Lord knows I'll probably not talk to you guys till after December 25th. Uh, we'll see what happens. We did go uh, someplace new and I don't want to talk about it too much cause I, I want to go back and experience it again. But, uh, we did go to death in the afternoon, which is the new bar that the suffering bastard guys opened, uh, downtown Orlando. So, uh, it's an absinthe bar. I did have an absinthe drink. Uh, I, I don't want to give it away cause I feel like uh, there's a lot more to talk about there, but uh, as as I as it stands, I think they're actually open. Open. We went for a soft opening. One of the one of the the owners had invited us on IG to uh, come out and experience that. So maybe a future episode, Death in the Afternoon. Again, we'll definitely be talking about Three Dots and a Dash in Chicago. There's another tiki bar up there. I think I mentioned before. Can't quite remember the name of it, but like. A little outside of the Chicago area, we're going to try to do that, uh, or I'm going to try to do that. <laughs> I don't know about dragging the uh, the crew outside of Chicago in an Uber for 30, 40 minutes is going to be in the cards for everybody, but we'll see. Uh, so yeah, I, I think pretty much brings us up to uh, up to speed as far as uh, what's happened since Halloween to now. And again, it's it's tough, guys, this time of year. Uh, I, I'm doing a lot of the same stuff that I enjoy doing every year, so it's not not a whole lot of new experiences. You know, that's the goal with this podcast: go try experience new stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I almost forgot. Uh, I did go to an Oddities Expo in uh, the Tampa area a couple weeks ago, and. That was one of the coolest uh, conventions, expos that I've been to. You know, I've done MegaCon here in Orlando, which I'm not a huge fan of most of that stuff anymore. You know, maybe when I was in high school, but uh, me and my son ended up going to that. And, you know, Spooky Empire, I didn't get to go in October, but we did go earlier in the year. They do it a couple times a year here in the Orlando area. But uh, this Oddities and Curiosity Expo was like directly up my alley (laughs) as far as... uh, you know, shrunken heads and uh, serial killer stuff and freak show stuff. Like I was, I went all alone. <laughs> I was supposed to go with my dad and he backed out and didn't really think anybody wanna, uh, else wanted to go with me. So I uh, went all by my lonesome and I uh, had a blast. And then on the way home, I stopped at uh, Tiki Docks like right on the outskirts of Tampa. And I mentioned that, I think one of the earlier episodes, uh, Tiki Docks is like a chain Tiki Polynesian type restaurant. They're opening up more and more. There's actually one opening up in Hamlin, uh, right outside of Orlando, kind of the Winter Garden area, ironically, Uh, probably this coming year at some point. But the coolest thing about Tiki Docks is they partnered with Don the Beachcomber and now their menu has like, four or five down the beachcomber like 
signature drinks. So you have his zombie, you have a jet pilot, a Mai Tai. Uh, so I had stopped again all by myself. So I sat at the bar and uh, ordered, uh, I think I ordered a zombie and a Mai Tai and they were not bad, not bad. Uh, it seems like maybe they're using a, a premix of some kind. But uh, they, the coolest thing is they're selling like all the Don the Beachcomber merchandise now. So they had shirts and hats and magnets and postcards and matchbooks and like mugs, tiki mugs. So that was pretty freaking cool. Again, I, not a whole lot to talk about. You know, I, I don't want to, I don't think I could dedicate an entire episode to Tiki Docs. Maybe when the new one opens in Hamlin, uh, the exterior looks really cool, like an old school Polynesian uh you know architecture type place the one in tampa is is a bar you know the food was great and the drinks were okay uh but maybe we'll hold off until that new one opens uh just to 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 talk about you know what what the place looks like and you know uh we'll kind of go from there so yeah so other than that uh i think that pretty much brings us up to speed i i Again, it's it's sort of a blur. I was taking notes as we went through the last month and a half, trying to keep up and not forget to, to mention anything. So, uh, again, I thank you guys for, for joining me and apologize a little bit for not being as frequent the last month or so. Uh, again, the, the goal is to get as much content out as possible uh, when it happens. You know, I, again, a lot, a lot of stuff going on, but not necessarily anything new. So I really want to go to new places and talk to you guys about those types of things, uh, you know, in the future. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, a busy few months and, uh, you know, I'll get back on track, I promise. So with that, uh, I, I would really appreciate if you guys uh, give me a follow on Instagram, uh, trader underscore Eric underscore explorers on there uh it's where i'm sharing the pictures to all the places that i go on this podcast uh pictures of the bar and then uh, i have a gmail which is trader.eric.explores at gmail.com and when you're listening to the podcast uh, if you could give me a follow that would be awesome uh again it's it's shocking sometimes to see how many people listen uh i'm so grateful you know, I, I would love to grow as much as I possibly can, but knowing that I'm not very consistent with this, <laughs> I don't know how, how much that's possible, but I do, I do my best and I appreciate anybody, family, friends, whoever that, uh, that chime in and, uh, and listen to the episodes. So thank you for that. And, uh, I did, I'm sure you noticed, but I did create a new logo, uh, setting, a goal of Halloween for merchandise was probably not uh, the, the the best idea. I'm working on it. I've got some cool ideas, but uh, the new logo may be just a taste of what I'm working on, trying to get some stuff out to you guys if you're interested in uh, getting any merch for Trader Eric Explorers. So with that, I will hopefully talk to you guys soon, certainly after the Chicago trip. So uh, with that, thank you so much, and as always, I'll see you at the bar. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>